it's only okay if the man is getting pleasure. Yeah, people are having sex. Well, are they having empowered sex? Are they having sex where they feel like they can speak up? So you can't have a woman ask for what she wants because it's like, oh, so you hoeing out here? Oh, okay. How do you, how do you? <laughs> hey, y'all, you are listening to The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Thank you guys for listening to the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Thank you guys for your screenshots, your retweets, your reposts, feedback, subscribing, liking, posting, hearting, word of mouth, the whole nine. Out of all of the podcasts that are out there, you choose to listen to mine. I really am grateful for that. Again, I have so many ideas that I want to share, and it's just like inspiration to keep going. So I hella appreciate that. Now, I'm super excited because it's all things vagina for the next two weeks. Yes. You're like, what? You talking about vagina? Yes. I don't normally talk about things that are sexual um, or, or sexually related, but I feel like on the knowledge of self and the journey of self-discovery, self-development you know, development and ultimately self-mastery is knowing yourself all the way through. Yeah, we can talk about energies all day, but do you know how your body works? Yeah, no shade, but I mean, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty clear cut. You know what I mean? So I teamed up with... Vanessa from Vagisteam and Vagisteam is a podcast but it's so much more than just that the way she has coined the definition of Vagisteam is it's a concept by which one builds the confidence of or in their vulva and vagina this confidence leads to a healthy and satisfying sex life and it's also a workshop series and podcast that teaches women how to have good and healthy sex through courageous conversations now men before you say oh this ain't for me and cut it off don't cut this off this might be an episode you may want to listen to because if you're having intercourse with a woman or plan to in the near future and you don't know a woman's body you might want to learn and not to mention there's two women talking about a body that you don't have so we go through a lot this episode we it's, it's a two-parter like i said it was a pretty lengthy discussion we had some listeners submitted questions about a lot of things y'all are trill one of y'all asked about one of our most embarrassing sex stories and i'm a woman of my word right so as much as I didn't want to answer that, I did. And we talked about, you know, menstruation, like cycles. We talked about um, what exactly is the vagina. Like a lot of people don't know what the vagina is, what the vulva is, what the major parts are and how they work. Even with the whole question of, you know, squirting or female ejaculate, that's still something that's being debated on. It seems like once every quarter I see a social media debate about a woman's body. So I just think it's interesting and we wanted to put some of that stuff to bed this episode. So with that being said, um, happy listening. <laughs> Peace and light, y'all. I'm speaking with Vanessa from Vagisteam. How are you doing today? Hey, how are you? I'm hanging in there. So for those who don't know, who is Vanessa? I mean, I'm Vanessa. I am 30 years old. I'm a passionate, enthusiastic sexual health educator who resides in West Baltimore. Currently right now, and I think over the last 10 years, I've been a sexual health educator, and for me, that really started um, in high school. I went to all-girls high school, and I didn't really have conversations around uh, sex. I didn't really have conversations about healthy relationships, and for me, I was living in fear a lot just because I didn't know what was going on, and my first ounce of, like, understanding the concept of sex was when I was 17 
I was watching Soul Food. I don't know if you remember Soul Food on what? Yep. <laughs> on Showtime. I do. <laughs> and there was a scene with the one of the the couples, and I had my best friend on the phone at the time, and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I don't I don't know I think they're attacking a woman on television right now. She's like, what are you watching? And she turned to it with me, and she's like, Vanessa, that's how people have sex. And I'm like. <laughs> Uh-uh. No, mm No, That's, wow, no. No, that's terrible. Why would why would anyone do something like that to somebody's body? And she's like, what did you think happened? I was like, he looks like he's drilling a hole in her. That is terrible. And, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and she was like, that is the way people do it. What did you think people did? And I was like, well, in the soap operas, they just put the, the candles around. They lay the, the roses down. <laughs> And then, and then they like lay on top of each other, and it's like ooh, ooh, and that's it. And she was like, "How you don't think anybody moves?" And I was like, "Why would you move? You just, you just put your thing, you put your thing, you do it." And uh, I almost spit out my water. Oh my god! <laughs> and so, like that was literally my introduction, and that's when I realized, oh my god, yo, there's a lot of shit that I didn't understand, and and like I said, it was a lot of living in fear because I never really got the information, or for being a child of immigrants, it's very for any children of immigrants out there, you get the it's it's all or nothing. It's either you good or you bad, or if you do this, you know that's bad. Don't get pregnant. So it's like very a lot of extremes, and so. I was just I was living on the fearful end of that extreme because all I heard was fear-based stories and um just consequences. And so in high school I really started becoming that person um that was that was doing the anatomy lessons cuz I realized not everybody understood that there were three openings below the belt on a female. I was starting to understand that folks were just making decisions that they didn't feel 100% comfortable with. And so I feel like that really jumped me off to going to college and in college it was another education for me. The person who was now my husband, we were at the friends at the time and we were walking across campus and I said, you know, when I have sex, I ain't using no condoms. And he's like, wait, I'm sorry, what? And <laughs> in the 12th grade, we got morality. And morality was the class where they had a, quote, nurse come in. And the nurse came in and told you everything that you need to know to go to college. And so she said couples that had sex before marriage, of course, didn't work out. They didn't ever get married. She said that using condoms. Um, as a couple, you're going to break up within five years. And, Dang. yeah, she had all of these stats. And so she was like, condoms don't work anyway, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm walking in a fresh, fresh-tailed, you know, bushy, just all of that, bushy-tailed, all that fresh-eyed. And I'm telling him this, and he's, just, he's my homie at the time. He's just like, yo, that's, that's, that's false. That is wrong. And I'm like, no, nah, mm-mm. See, I don't want to break up with my partner, so I ain't going to use condoms. And he's like, no, for real, there's diseases out here, for real? Like, stop. Like, no. <laughs> and so I was so oblivious. And so it really, those experiences were really my jumping off point to being like, yo, I want to make sure that every single person around me does not live in fear and does not feel fearful and they're making 
empowered, knowledgeable, sex, like healthy sexual decisions for themselves. And that's really what propels me every single day when I walk into a classroom or I walk into a college or I, you know, walk into a workshop. I, I really feel like it's an honor and a pleasure to really elevate and really help people understand their bodies and, and basically live their best and healthiest sexual lives. So that's Vanessa in a long nutshell. <laughs> cool. Okay, so we know who Vanessa is. So what is Vagistine? So Vagistine is a couple of things. It's a workshop and a podcast. So first, the definition determines basically the concept uh, by which one builds the confidence of and in their vulva and vagina. And I believe that this confidence leads to a healthy and satisfying sex life. So what I found was that, and what I feel is that, when folks know about their bodies, they're actually learning about their bodies. They know what all the amazing things that their body does. They know how to keep their bodies healthy. They know what their anatomy is. They don't want to bring anything but pleasure to those parts. They don't want to do anything but talk about those parts and keep them healthy. And so that's where really Vagistine, um started and what it means to me. And Vagistine, I created it in 2014 as a workshop series in my home where I was just invited homegirls over. I was just having friends of friends come over and we would just, I would pick a topic. I would educate about it. We would talk about it. And women would be here in my house all hours of the night, just talking and relating to each <laughs> other and just having just very open conversations about sexuality, sex, dating, and everything in between from doing the workshop, it evolved into a podcast to help, you know, spread the message, elevate the message, and, um, you know, just bring on different guests and topics to talk more about sex, dating, love, relationships, and everything in between. I see. So it sounds like you used your journey and found a purpose in the lack of conversation at home as well as the bias conversation mm-hmm. with school <laughs> so it i, I kind of i see where you went with that where it's like you know what let me start educating folks yeah so so it's, i think that's really dope that you found your purpose pretty early it sounds like <laughs> yes you're right i mean and that like i literally feel like and i like how you framed it i literally feel like every single day i am walking in my purpose and when folks want to come at me or folks want to be like how could you be talking about stuff like that well that's okay what you do over there, but over here, I know what I was called to do. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, and it's supposed to be helping people live their healthiest lives. I understand. Uh, I, about that Vag 101, <laughs> I might need you to bust a quick a quick crash course for those who may not know how the Yoni works. Yeah, You know, we have a lot of cool, cool names for vaginas nowadays. I know back in high school, I knew some girls called their vaginas kryptonite, real childish. Oh! I can say that because I was I was one of them, so I can say that was childish to tell. So, um, <laughs> you know, you got to call so, whatever resonates with you. Man. So if you got that kryptonite, bust it. Do what you got to do. Man, I would totally regret <laughs> saying that as soon as this shit hits the air. But um, <laughs> I know you were talking about how it feels to, you know, help people and walk through your purpose, but do you have a particular age group that you that you start your workshops for? So that just thing specifically, um, I created for just adult women, uh, just mm-hmm. just because of where the conversation leads, where people want to share their experiences. So 
So, I mean, I I can say, honestly, the folks that have been in my vaccine sessions have ranged anywhere from 18 to 50 years old. That's dope. That's really dope. <laughs> um, because I think with society, the way our society is set up, it's patriarchal as, as hell. Like, it don't make sense to me how men who don't live our, you know, our lives as women, they're telling us how to navigate or do things with our bodies they're regulating what we can and cannot do yeah like the things about like rape victims that really upset me because i've seen some things where um you know i think i saw something i'm hoping it's fake news because i scroll right past it because i couldn't i couldn't even bother with it but it was something like um if rape victims i think the the rapists are seeking like parental rights yep and i was like are you serious yes i was like like who who did like come on bro like really like it's just (laughs) Men are telling us, women, they're yeah. telling us what to do with our bodies. And it's like, you know, do you, I mean, do you feel that sex is becoming more of a accepted conversation? It seems like it is, but at the same time, we're having these things that are low-key counteracting what the conversation is progressing into. I think you're right. It is, it's becoming a little bit more open, but I think it's it's only open if we're talking about how, we're, it's only open if it's like heterosexual folks. It's only open right. if... If, if if we are here still for the pleasure of men only, it's only okay if we're talking about if we're talking about folks who are very you know misogynistic. It's only okay if the man is getting pleasure. It's not okay if we're talking about you know folks who are in the LGBT community. It's not okay if mm-hmm. if um, two women who don't fit your fantasy are having sex. Like it's all of these different layers and. It's also looking at it from this misogynistic lens as well, which is why you can still have a society, like you're saying, where rapists have the audacity and know that they can go out and get some parental rights. When we know good and damn well, what? (laughs) Absolutely not. But, yeah, we're still very closed off in a lot of ways. And when we're talking about religious communities, I can say, it's only – we're only talking about sex in, in very certain contexts. And so if we fall outside of a very strict and narrow context, then we ain't trying to talk about it. That's not okay. If you're not doing it to have children, uh-uh. I don't want to hear about pleasure. I don't want to hear about female pleasure. Mm-mm. And so I totally 100% agree with you. We still have so much work to do. We got work to do on disease prevention. We got work to do around conversations. Like, yeah, people are having sex. Well, are they having empowered sex? Are they having sex where they feel like they can speak up? Are they having sex where they feel like they're not being pressured? Um, and we still have, like you were saying, the, a lot of the, and I'm going to add to that, is the gender roles, too, that comes. Like, yes. So you can't have a woman ask for what she wants because it's like, oh, so you hoeing out here? Oh, okay. How do you, how man, do you- <laughs> listen, yes. Yes, man, I'm so glad you went there because I know the slut walk was this past weekend with uh, Amber Rose. Yes! (laughs) And it's like, okay, like, I thought we were sharing an experience. Like, why can't I ask for what I want? Or if a woman still carries condoms, like, you would have thought after, you know, we're in 2017 that that ain't going to be a problem. But I'm still in places and I'm still in rooms where folks are like, wait, why are you carrying those? Or I have... Women in some of my workshops who are like, I don't need to know how to put that on. Yes, you do. 
Yes, you do. And mm-hmm. don't you let anybody make you feel any other way about it. Like, all, all we got, I feel, is our health. All all we can claim and what we can say is really ours is our health. And so I can't put that in somebody else's hands. I can't do no guessing game when it comes to understanding how to protect myself. I got to be able to ask those questions. And so with the with the generals as well, it's it's still oppressing us because we still got – me and you are out here talking about these topics, elevating people, right? But you still got Steve Harvey out here just making money oh. by telling us what to do, telling us how to date, telling us how to meet people, telling us how to fix our hair. Like, uh oh, mm No. Are you talking about the thing like a man thing? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel you. I'd rather think like a woman. I feel like it's all about balance. You know what I'm saying? Energetically. I'd rather do what works. We got to balance. <laughs> I'd rather do what works best for me. And so it's like. It's all of these other voices that are coming in that are dominating the ways that people should feel about themselves and the way that folks should be taking care of themselves and advocating for what they want. And we have so much work to do. You know what? This reminds me of a question I had with a um, or a conversation. It wasn't a productive one, but I'll share it anyway. <laughs> it was with a man who wanted to speak with me about polygamy. He was just kind of explaining to me you know, what he wanted out of a partner, mm-hmm. and he was fine, too. And I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm just listening to him, you know, trying to get perspective because I'm always open. Regardless of whether I agree or not, I'm exactly. down for listening to all perspectives, you know. As long as it's presented, you know, articulately, you know, and it's in a way that, you know, I can follow along with you so I can understand you. But right. he was basically like, yeah, you know, I want three wives. And I said, okay, three wives. Cool. All right, cool. cool. So I was like, you know, how many, how many kids do you want? He said he wanted about uh, was it 15 or 18? He wanted a whole bunch of kids. And I said, okay, I understand. Three wives, okay, about five apiece, you know, five and a possible, about six, six a woman. Cool. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? So he says, um, yeah, and I said, okay. So, and mind you, I'm not a polygamist. I don't understand the the concept at the time. So, you know, I'm asking for a perspective because I'm assuming if this is what he wants to do, he has it figured out to a degree. And um and I like to ask questions so I have understanding. Not to not to shame you, not to make you feel stupid, but I just wanna be clear, you know? So he says, um, yeah, that's what I wanna do and I said, Bet, so um are the women allowed to take another partner at Come all? on, speak on says, it. Come on. And I wasn't being I wasn't trying to be an asshole, but I was asking I said, So what about the woman? Let's say if a woman you know, saying if you're with your wife, number one, and wives two and three are just chilling, wife number two wants to kind of, you know, get some attention. You're not going to give it to her because you're busy handling wife number one. What does she do? Does she stay faithful or is she allowed to take another partner? And he said, um, oh, see, I don't, I don't know about that because, you know, the women, they, we have so much energy. You know, the women, they hold so much energy in their wombs, and yeah. I just don't want don't you want to me? have a whole bunch of men or a whole bunch of different energies in these wounds that's carrying my future. I said, I get that. But if you're messing with two other women, and possibly other women who are not your wives, aren't you bringing different energies back to her? Okay. And then he wanted to end the conversation because he said I was being disrespectful. I don't know how. Disrespectful? All I did was ask the question. Yes. I was like, wow, okay. So conversation's over, clearly. Okay. Um, you're offended. And, you know, when, when folks get offended, sometimes they don't want to hear shit else. So I said, okay, cool. This conversation is going to be productive. You're going to have your view. I'm going to have to find a, a, a real-life, true blue polygamist and get my answer because you clearly want it, but you don't live it, so you can't answer the question. Right. Because he couldn't answer it first. So I said, clearly I need to go holler at somebody who got some skin in the game who might be true to this, so this is not going to work. But I realized that conversation 
got it was some negative energy around it because of of how I how I asked them. You know what I mean? Like right. what I asked. So, what are some ways that we can move the conversation forward with respect to women and their sexuality and remove some of that negative energy and some of the stigma surrounding sex? Whew. Damn, you asked a really good question. <laughs> I mean, it's going to take some time. And and I think it's going to take some time because the patriarchy and the misogyny is real out here. That's why, and, and when I say that, I mean the quality is not there. Because if that, if that person you were talking to was like, yo, all right, let me see this other person as my equal, then sure, you could go out there and get what you need. You could go out there and get what you want. But because you don't see me as an equal or you see me as a delicate flower or you see that you can go out here and, and quote, unquote, get partners and do whatever you want, that's like we're never going, we're never, ever, ever going to propel forward. And so I think we got to start by undoing a lot of the things that we've been taught. And what I mean by that is literally in our everyday, in our everyday lives, we need to think about what are the thoughts that that come into our minds? What are the things that we see and how how we're processing them? I could tell you <laughs> an example is I remember in college, you know, I was really big on Facebook, real just posting. I remember those days. Right. I was really I was I was that person that was just posting my thoughts like twenty four seven. And you know, now twenty seventeen Facebook ain't gonna let you forget who you were, right? So they be doing like the Facebook, <laughs> they be doing that Facebook memory. You see the post from like 2005 and you're like, oh, 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 wow. I posted that. I said that. Man, 2005, <laughs> 2006, Vanessa was not a very, not a person that I can say that I was very proud of. Like, I'm proud now because I can say I elevated from that. I can say that I've changed from that. But I had a post on there that Facebook memories. Um, brought up on my timeline like a couple months ago and it said it's something that I wrote I said something like oh so I so I see that females got to get naked to go out here okay I see you got to get naked to go to the club all right and I look at that now and I'm terrified I'm cringing because the way that I grew up the script that I grew up with was women who dress like that or dress like this they need to be respected like this. Or people who do these types of activities, if you busting it wide open in the club, like, you seen as this. And it was very pervasive in how I grew up. Like, my mom, you know, that's the way that she was trying to raise us. Like, she's trying to raise us to be, quote, nice young ladies. And so I I started examining from that moment, like, and I look back and I'm like, wow, I've grown a lot. But I look back and one of the things that in order to get to the point where I'm at now, where I'm like, yo, women are who they are. We are multifaceted. We are diverse. We are, we are everything. We are hoes. We are not, we are prayerful. We go to church. We go to the club. We twerk. We are all these multifaceted things and we can't be held in the box. And I had to remove that box and actively undo every day and be like, how, why do I feel so threatened by this? Why do I feel the need to talk about other women like this? Why do I feel like, like other women and myself don't deserve sisterhood? What are all these, what are all these scripts that I have to undo? And so that's a constant day to day 
shift of examining what what you are, who you are, and really undoing that. And I feel like in order for men and women to elevate and in order to get past these old ideas around sex and sexuality and start having open conversations, we really have to undo all the pervasive messages that we've gotten growing up from your uncle telling you, (laughs) your uncle for the men out there, your uncle telling you like how to go talk to women and go rap to women versus, you know, women about what they've been taught about how to carry themselves or like good girls do this, et cetera. And I think once we start undoing those scripts, that's when we're going to start really, really, really moving forward. And a lot of those scripts are based in, misogyny and patriarchy, seeing women as inferior, um, seeing women as below or not capable or good enough or not free enough to do the things that that men do. And so um, I think that's going to be the first step. And that that takes that that's a lot like that's going to take us time. It's an active process. It's literally monitoring and checking yourself all the time. And I think, secondly, the way that we move through that is is just opening the door to conversation. So oftentimes we feel things or that or we we are excited by things or, like, we like things, but we don't ever reach out and be like, oh, you like that too? Or, yeah, girl, I was just having some fun. Or, yeah, girl, I was doing this. We don't talk about things, so we don't ever know we don't ever know that other people want to talk about sex or the views that other people have about sex. So we really need to start opening the door and being open. And, and, and that means even being open with yourself, being open with what you like, being open with what who you are. And then secondly, bringing somebody else into that. So I know you and I have been Facebook friends for a while. And when we first started being Facebook friends, I'm checking your stuff, you checking my stuff. And, you know, we had a conversation like, yo, how can we make this happen? How can we have this conversation? That's opening the door to right. having important conversations that we want to keep spreading. And and you find out once you start opening the door to some conversations, you find out that other people experience the same things you do. Like, yeah, you know, he tried to he tried to have my leg up in the air, girl. That wasn't working for me. What? Me too? Like, <laughs> You find out all these things, and this is the way that we start breaking down these taboos, and that's when we start having conversations around safety, and that's when we start having conversations around, like, did you really want to do that or whatever it is, and we start changing the culture that way. You know what? I want to go back to your Facebook post because it reminded me of something that I see a lot on social media. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know it's called projection. and (laughs) Uh um, No, I'm – dead ass serious like i remember some of the things i used to post um i think i may have said some like i'm trying to well i don't know if this is not really relevant it was more so i was at a party and i told them girls to pull up i was like hey i'm at this party pull up i'm gonna be here if you want to fight whatever, whatever. Like, real stupid stuff i understand about facebook man i every like it's once a week where i'm like man thank god for growing right? um i've shared a couple too my mama was like girl I mean, my mama knew she was there, you know what I'm saying? But, like, it's just like, damn, like, you really grew. But I remember seeing posts where um, women were talking about other women. Um, I think almost like, you know, oh, well, I guess bad bitches are the only bitches that get attention nowadays. What happened to the good girl, whatever, whatever. And I get it, right? Because it's, it's, I mean, I understand why people sometimes use social media to jump on the high horse and talk shit about other people or down other people. Cause I'm, I've been guilty of it too back in the day. So I can't, I'm not going to front. Like I ain't, like I ain't never did it, but Absolutely. I think it's because 
the projection comes where we see other people doing them yes. and they're free to do them yes. and they don't care and it fucks with you yes. and it makes you want to be, and it, it makes you insecure or it makes you jealous or it makes you feel not really no. as rooted in your position as you thought you did. Not you, I'm just saying. No, no, general. no. You, so I think that a lot you're of. speaking on it right huh? now. You got this. Yes. So I think a lot of the stigma with women and sexuality come at least from a woman's side. And this is just my opinion. I think that comes from women wishing they could have a conversation like mm-hmm. that or wishing they could take charge in the bedroom or wishing they even knew about their damn body right. or wishing they could be a hoe like Amber Rose. When I'm saying be a hoe like Amber Rose, I don't mean be like Amber Rose character-wise or specifically. I mean being out with her shit and not caring what nobody's going right. to think of her or judge her. Because, right. mind you, I ain't, I mean, I ain't going to slut walk. You know what I'm saying? I ain't went to slut walk. I'm not going to go to slut walk either, more than likely, but I'm just saying she's so free to do her and she really don't care, at least publicly. Right. I think a lot of people kind of attack her for that or just other people that do them, whether it's following their dreams or, you know what I'm saying, dating or exploring their own sexuality, talking shit about people who are, you know, LGBTQ. Like, a lot of the homophobic statements we get, that's because I'm pretty sure there's somebody that's suppressed as hell wishing they can go experiment and do their thing just to figure it out, even if it's something that they may not like or whatever. And they talk shit about people who are, you know, openly dating, you know, a same-sex partner or, you know, exploring their options or trying to, you know, figure out what works for them. So I think a lot of that shit comes from, like, a real um, unstable energy, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just you got to, you're right, you got to keep it real with yourself and don't talk shit about other people in the process. It just it just says a lot about other people when I see the high horse social media. You know what I'm saying? Like the hella grand, like uh, Fancy Boots Twitter. That's what I call it. Fancy Boots Twitter, Fancy Boots Instagram. It's like, damn, you just woke up one day and you just was on top of your shit all the way, huh? You don't have these days or these moments where you didn't came from stuff. Yeah. Now we on the high horse. We talking shit about everybody. Like, what do you have going on? So I just scroll past it or I unfollow it or I block it or I mute it, whatever. But I just see a lot of that. I, I There's so many things there. I love how you said to thank God for growth because you're so right. Like, although I'm ashamed to say I've said stuff like that, you're right. Thank God that I've been able to be like, Vanessa, that's not okay. That's just, that's not all right. Like you can't you can't do that. What's wrong with you? And it's right. Like why do you feel so threatened that somebody's doing them? So I think you hit that you hit that nail on the head. That really just spoke to me because <laughs> I it's just it's 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 just true. It's so true. And you're talking about you're talking about the Twitter and the Facebook posts. Like it's kind of the way that I always think about it too is like when someone all of a sudden becomes natural. And it's like, oh, so y'all out here just putting perms in your head? Like, uh, girl, you just came off of, what do you, don't do that. Don't do that. You had a process. We all went through a process. Like, let people get there when they get there. Stop trying to hide yours. And like, there it is. (laughs) Like, put yourself out there when you, we were all, we were all in the same boat together. Don't do this. And so that, thank God for growth is, is, that's it indeed right there. That's a word. It's a word. Man, <laughs> that natural hair discussion, I, that can go a whole other two Listen, hours. Listen, okay. I've been there. You know what? I'm really curious because um, I think there are some people who need some educating about the woman's body, whether it is a man that's curious yes. or a woman that's curious. So if there's a way you can give us a quick crash course on what is going on <laughs> with the vagina. I remember having, I think, two episodes ago, um, somebody asked me a question with uh, Robin LaCrosse, with the holistic yes. um, health practitioner, about where female ejaculate comes from. And even then, I still got DMs that was like, are you sure it comes from here? Because I thought it came out of the pee hole. I thought it came out of I'm just like, damn it, damn it. 
we need to we need to just really break it all the way down real quick. Yeah, let's do it real quick. So, um, this is always my favorite, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite thing. So the way that I like to talk about this, I usually have a poster. Uh I usually have a poster with all the parts and I kinda start off I like to do like we were doing earlier when we first got on I like to do a brainstorm because we all have different language that we use to describe the same thing. But for me, it's really important when I do a workshop that we start off with the fun language and then we get to the language where all of us are going to know what we're talking about, especially when we're talking about if we need something, we got to go to a medical provider. So typically, you know, you know, like you were saying, there's the kryptonite. Some people call the treasure chest. Some people call the man in the boat. Some people... <laughs> man in a boat. Yes. Somebody in one of my classes, somebody was like, man in the boat. I was like, what's the man in the boat? <laughs> and and this woman was like, well, you look at the clit, like it sticks up. So it's like, that's the man. And then he's like in the boat. And that's the, and I was like, oh my God, we're creative out here. Honestly, like we are. <laughs> canoe, bro. Really? Yo, we are so creative out here. So we all have our different words, and basically, I kind of use, I I kind of um, think about the words that we use because oftentimes we use different words because we're embarrassed to use quote the the correct terminology or we refuse to learn the quote the correct terminology. So for me, it's just about that like that setting to be able to become comfortable, say what we need to say, and then move on to all right, well, let's talk about the, the, the different parts and the functions. So we got, we got a lot going on. So I like to start off with the outer labia or the outer lips. Those are the larger lips. That is where if you, if you open your legs and you look down, that's the part that's growing hair. And those are, those are called, like you call them the outer labia, big lips, outer lips. And basically it's just literally cushions. It provides a cushion for everything that's in between. It provides a layer of protection for the vagina and everything that's in between the legs. So that's the outer labia. We got the inner labia or smaller lips, and those are the lips for some people that stick out. Those are the lips that might poke down. Those are lips that some people might not be able to see. They have nerve endings, and they're very fleshy. And so for some women, especially or people with vaginas, um, for some folks, that fleshy part might might range in color from light pinks all the way to deep purples and deep brown hues. And usually when I say that, you see some folks in the room like, <sighs> they give out a big exhale because they were walking around thinking something was wrong with them when, no, boo, we just got a rainbow down there. It's just, you got to taste the rainbow. It's all, <laughs> it's all different down there. And so it don't, our body parts range in um in hue, tone, size, etc. So we have the inner labia. Then we move into the vaginal canal, the vaginal opening, and this is where folks only know. This is where this is literally the folk a lot of folks just they just know that part when there's a lot more to know. So the vagina that's where we have um baby might come out if someone has a baby. That's where we have period blood come out. And that is also where we have vaginal discharge. And discharge is not always like a very beautiful word. But in this case, vaginal discharge is awesome because 
the vagina is a self-cleaning organ, just like our eyes. So we don't ever stick soap inside of our eyes. We are we know every day that the eye cleans itself because we wake up, we got boogies on the side of our eye, we got all of that stuff when we wake up, and, and we have tears. So the eye is constantly cleaning itself. So the same thing with the vagina. When there's vaginal discharge, um, depending, and it's also our barometer to know if everything's okay. So people have different forms of vaginal discharge if it's light, you know, doesn't really have a strong odor to it, then, you know, we're healthy, we're fine. And it's basically the stuff that we may see in our underwear. That's basically the vagina being like, I got you. I'm doing okay down here. We are a-okay. And it's cleaning itself out and it's doing its job. Um, And then when we're looking at that discharge, it might be a different color or it might have a stench to it, then that might just mean a sign of an infection. Just got to go to the doctor and get that checked out. Um, Because the vagina is a self-cleaning organ, there's no need for douching. This still comes up every single time, every single day I teach, this comes up. It is that pervasive knowledge that there's something wrong with our bodies, it has to be clean, it is not clean, it has to be clean. There's no purpose for douching. Douching actually, folks... I do should keep myself a little bit fresh or, you know, to clean up in there. It doesn't need to be cleaned up in there. That's what the vaginal discharge is doing. It does it on its own. You don't need to facilitate or do anything to that. Um, Douching actually pushes up bad bacteria and it can cause infection and it can actually cause those smells and odors that we're trying to get away from because now we've thrown all of the good bacteria um, out of whack. So there's no need for douching. There's no need for any of those products. I say all of those products that you see, they're trying to make money off of our insecurity. There's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with our bodies. And the other thing we need to know, the vagina does not naturally or need to smell like meadows, clean linen, strawberries, and all the other flavors that they got out there. Love spell from Victoria's Secret. (laughs) on it. Yeah, sweet it. pea and all that. <laughs> it ain't got to smell like that. It's supposed to smell like vagina. And when I say it's supposed to smell like vagina, folks are often like, what? And the way that I like to think about it as when, you, when you're in the shower, you wash under your armpits, even with soap, your armpits still have your natural bodily odor, right? You did your job, you cleaned it, and that's it. It's the same thing with the vagina. It's going to have its own natural aroma and that's your natural smell so there's no need to be like let me let me spray this down with anything and a lot of people are sensitive down there so spraying products or using different products um you might find that you know it's causing a lot of infection because those products are not meant to be there and actually some people's bodies are so sensitive that those sometimes using those products even the smell good products may throw your body all out of whack Another thing to keep in mind with folks that have a vagina is um, cotton underwear. And underwear with with dyes, some people are so sensitive that they can't wear underwear with dyes. So we got to think about all of these things because we got this very uh, delicate ecosystem going on down there. And, you know, we want to keep everything in check and in balance. Um, We have the urethra. That's basically the pee hole. (laughs) That is where pee comes out. And for me, the anatomy is so important because some folks forget that there is um, the urethra or or the pee hole. And for folks who wear tampons, you need to know all the different holes 
because if we're sticking a tampon or a product in the wrong opening, we're going to feel a lot of pain. So we need to be very it's be mindful. Right. It's going to be a big problem. So we want to make sure that we know all the different openings. So the second opening next to the vagina is the urethra. Um, and then we have my favorite, everyone's favorite, the clitoris. Um, yeah, mine too. <laughs> and the clitoris. <laughs> Is a pea size. Um, it can and it's a pea size shaped organ, um, and it ranges in size for so many people. For some people, it's pea size, and for some people, it's as big as somebody's thumb. And so, the only function of the clitoris is pleasure. So we might hear a lot of um, heterosexual women or women who have sex with men say like, "I can't reach orgasm." Oh, I can't, I don't know what's going on with me. Something's wrong with me. I can't, I can't achieve, I can't achieve orgasm. It doesn't, it doesn't feel as good or I'm almost there. It's oftentimes because we're not incorporating the clitoris into all of the activities. So the, literally the only function of the clitoris is pleasure and it's there to make us feel good. It has 8,000 nerve endings, more like the, and then just to give you some, just to put it in in perspective, the head of the penis is four thousand nerve endings. So it's like double the pleasure, double the fun, and that is literally all it's all it's there for. And so, I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> it's bomb. And when we think about all of all of the parts on the outside of the female genitalia that we can see, those parts are called the vulva. So just like your nose, your eyes, your lips make up your face, all of these parts that I just mentioned make up the vulva. And oftentimes folks don't know that the word vulva exists. Whenever they talk about down there on a female body person, they just say the vagina. But it's the vagina is just literally one piece of this whole entire thing. So Vulva is the word that describes all of these parts that we can see on the external um, anatomy of a female. Well, that sounds like a pretty good crash course to me. <laughs> I tried to give it to you as quickly as I could. <laughs> I think if people pulled up an actual picture of the um, of the woman's anatomy, I think that would be a pretty easy way to follow along real quick while they're listening. Like, okay, let me double check. Okay, cool. This is what this is. Go up top. Go down low. Okay, that's going to be holy. Okay, cool. So... With that being said, we should probably get to some of these listeners' questions. I just got another one that's popped in through Uh-oh. my DM. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's to get. Yeah. It says, I love my man, but he is so lazy. He always comes, and I don't get mine. Uh-oh. I don't want to hurt his feelings or cheat on him, but he needs to get his shit together. How do I tell him to get his shit together? Ooh. Damn. Ooh. Wow. That's not funny. Cause this that's person not ain't, funny at all. But like, this, he is fed up. This person ain't playing. This person ain't playing. So there's a couple of questions here, and um, and for this listener and for this person that sent in this question, like, feel free to to hit us up to be like, I need more context, and I'm more than happy to do the follow up on this. So <laughs> he's getting his, and you ain't getting yours now. <laughs> I think this is a matter – I think there's a couple of things that pop up for me. Is it timing? Like, is is it just, like, this person that you're with may just, like, come fast and they're like, woo, all right, good night. 
because if that's the case, I mean, we also have to think about the second thing. We got to think about if this person is a selfish lover because some people are, and we don't want we don't want no selfish lovers up 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 in this over here because we don't have time for that shit. Like, and that's that's what's happening with a lot a lot of a lot of women. It's like. Okay, you know, I thought we were here, and you have somebody who's very one-sided and just getting theirs and not really caring afterwards. Because there is some aftercare that be, can be done. I don't want to shame anybody that may come fast. I don't. Some people like I don't. I don't see it as like a negative thing necessarily all the time. Um, I know for some people they're like, cool, come fast. Some people are like, please don't take up all my time. Like, and some people are like, no, I need it to last this whole time. So there's a couple techniques that um, men can try to extend um, their time. However, if it is a situation where he's not trying to just even see, like, are you okay? Or even after he comes, if he's like, all right, you want me to go down on you? Or you want me to do anything for you? You want me to use a toy on you? Like, what do you need me to do? And he's just like rolling over and going to sleep. Like, that's not okay. So I think in order to bring this to his attention, um, if we want to do it the sweet way first, the sweet way would be, you know, having a conversation around, um, around this very topic. And I think having a conversation, um, I want to say, I want to, let's have a conversation before we jump into bed because some people, they get, they get in the bed and then they just like know what they know and they jump into what they want to do. So just having a conversation like, Hey babe, you know, I just love when you do X, Y, or Z, you know, you always make me really feel good, but I want to feel better. So these are some things that you can do. Like, do you mind going down on me or do you mind like doing this? Or like, can we try these things in order? Cause I really want, I really want to feel really good. Now, if you want to go with the approach that you just said in this, in this email or this DM, listen, you could do this one. Listen, I ain't, I ain't with this shit no more. Okay. I need to get mine. I'm tired of you getting yours. Like, what do we need to do? Like I don't I don't know if you which approach you like I'm trying to give you both of them so, <laughs> so yeah that's think, pretty straightforward <laughs> so I think with this one it's going to be a lot of just communication and just letting your partner know what's going to work for you and I you know I think the question for you as well is do you know what works for you do you know what moves you he needs to do in order to make you come because if he's playing a guessing game and and he, and he doesn't know or you're not giving any cues or signals to be like, oh, yeah, that feels good or that doesn't, and we're playing this guessing game, then every single time it happens, he's he's probably like, all right, girl, I ain't got time for this. I hope you got off. I also want to ask you more about, um, like, are you have you faked it in the past? Like, and how long has this happened? Because if he doesn't know that, are you completely still? Like, what does your face look like? Are you like, have you in the past have been like, yes, 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 this feels good. And then it actually doesn't because that actually, you know, reinforces some negative reinforcement um, around um, some negative slash positive reinforcement, him thinking that you're getting off, but then you're actually not. So um, I think just not just trying to apply this to your situation, but just everybody, rule of thumb, do not fake it because you're actually letting your partner know, like, oh, that's what they like. So they're going to keep resorting to that same thing every time. If you are more of a person that likes to 
practice in the moment or do the have the conversation in the moment. Um, what I would do is while you're having sex, I would pull, you know, pull their head some to the direction you want them to be. I would pull their body where you need it to be in order for you to get yours. I would use their hand in a way that feels good to you to kind of reinforce for them, oh, that feels good for them. Oh, she made me get on top this way. Oh, okay, then I'm going to try that next time because she's showing me that that feels good. So using their and prepping and propping their body to your liking also helps in trying to get yours. So I hope that's helpful. Let me know if you need some more uh, tips, and I am more than happy to give that. I'm so glad you mentioned not to fake it because I'm pretty sure there are millions of women um, out there who deserve Emmys, <laughs> Emmys Lifetime Achievement Come Award for some of the performances <laughs> that they put on. Yeah, I know I could probably use a couple of Emmys myself, and it's and it's not what's up. It's not it's not tight at all because you're right. It does enforce or reinforce all of the wrong stuff. It's yeah. like, and then you can't complain because it's like, damn, you didn't told them it's okay on the low So, <laughs> so I, I totally understand. Faking it till you're making it doesn't apply in this situation. <laughs> Next question. Sure. Let's see. What are your most embarrassing sexual experiences? I knew that. I knew I was going to have to ask this one, so I just want to hurry up and get this out the way. Go ahead. Do so it. I because on. I can't think I can't think of any right now at this point. Go no, for it. No, I cannot be the only person answering this question, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to try and think of what I can. Okay, okay. I'll, you know, I normally do not go in. If y'all listen to the show, y'all know I don't go in like this. So this is new for me, but it was not necessarily embarrassing as it was extremely cringeworthy. And I don't know if this person is listening. It happened many, many years ago. But let's just get out into it so I can hurry up and get this over with. It's a safe space. It's a safe space. Right. I, I told this person who asked me, I said, on the strength of who you are, on the strength of how down you've been from day one, I will do this. I'm a woman of my word, so oh. you know who you are. You, you know who you are. So there was this Pharrell lookalike um, <laughs> when I was in school, right before I went to school. And Pharrell lookalike, clearly fine. So he, um, me and him were talking for, what was it, four or five months. And I said, okay, I think this is this is going to be, you know, I think I can go ahead and move forward with this. And he was talking big boy shit just the whole time. Girl, you ain't ready for this monster. You ain't ready. You ain't ready, girl. You ain't going to do your stuff. And, I'm, and, my, and mind you, I was relatively inexperienced at the time. So I, I really didn't. I, I'm thinking he going he gonna to back it up, right? Long story short, I look and I'm like, this is the monster, huh? <laughs> When I say the complete opposite of what I was expecting, I didn't know. And I'm, and I'm not trying. And I know. I know. You know the same way women's anatomies and vaginas come in different colors and sizes and stuff. I understand that goes for men as well. But this was not. It's almost like ordering some shit off Amazon. It is not what you ordered. You yes. didn't tell me the description was this, that, and the third. I'm looking Woo. at some shit that's completely different, and I'm disappointed. But I low key already committed, right? So I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's not about the size of the boat. It's about the motion in the ocean, There you right? go. There you go. I like where you're going with this. Yes. But I was severely disappointed because there was no motion in the ocean. I guess I was I was at, uh, I was in the shallow kiddie pool uh, part of the ocean, I guess, and there was no waves, and um, it was horrible, and um, it was cringeworthy because <laughs> for me, 
I was I was trying to figure it out, and I was like, well, maybe this, maybe 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 it's me, but it wasn't me because he was yelling the whole time, and it was it was it was uh, even th- even telling the story makes me just want to like cringe. It was just ah ah yeah get to get ah, and I was just like wow. So I couldn't I I couldn't stomach it anymore. I was like, this is fucking horrible. So I said, my period came on. I gotta go. And I gotta go. And I said, I, my my period came on. I'm cramping. I gotta go. I gotta go. Period didn't come for two more weeks. I was like, I don't. Um, I I gotta lie out of this, which is wrong. Which is wrong. And I'm pretty sure this person, if he hears it, he's gonna be like, damn, you really lied. But I did because I I, I just I, mean, I, I couldn't. So that's my that's my cringeworthy story. I appreciate you sharing. And listen, I think there's a positive out of the story though. For all that yelling. For all that yelling, though, that just tells me that your shit is the bomb. Like, <laughs> oh my god! All that you know what I'm saying? Like, with all you talking about, he's yelling and he. I I I tip my hat off to you because not ever you know. Hey, you got it. You got it. Your stuff is the bomb. Just remember that. Just remember that. You you brightened up his day, okay? Bruh. Your stuff. He <laughs> damn sure did mine. I went. I was like, oh my goodness. I had to ride home with the radio off. You ever just no. had to think about some shit and you just really just have to be like, what just happened here? You're that like, was why? horrible. Why is this? <laughs> and then we had a date the next day. No. And, Stop. Um, I was like, my cramp's too strong. I can't make it. I can't. I I couldn't even. I couldn't even. I, mm-mm, I couldn't even face him. I was like, I was, and I'm surprised he didn't catch it because at the time I couldn't have a conversation with him because it was so awkward and it was so weird. I didn't know how to have the conversation. You know what I'm saying? So I I just I just let that let that fade out, and um, it it it, it that was it. <laughs> I was like, damn. Uh, so now I got a body that I probably could have uh, left off. Of I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. see, I don't know if I have anything that's that good, like or that I mean, bad. You mean? <laughs> oh my god, that was horrible. <laughs> like even thinking about it, I just feel the shame all over again. Like, damn, man, I feel shame, <laughs> bruh. And this, and I'm, and I'm sharing this story to tell y'all. Talk <laughs> is cheap. Number one. Sometimes Miles be writing checks. That stuff, other stuff, just can't cash all across Listen. the board. And if it, and another thing as well that I should have learned that day that I don't mind sharing with y'all in terms of this story is if it don't feel right and if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. You know what That's I'm saying? True. Even if y'all are there and y'all y'all naked and y'all you know you think you got to do it because you already got this far, you really don't. You can really get your ass up, get back yes, right, and leave. Because for me, I wish I would have been able to have the balls to do that, so I could have avoided all of that. It's low key funny now, but back then, yeah. like I was really, like I was really fucked up about it. I was really like, it was weird. I didn't even want to be in the same area with him. He would ask me, "Where are you at?" Oh, I'm at uh, Prime Time. It was a club out in Atlanta called Prime Time. Um, and he was like, "Oh, I'm at Prime Time too." I'm like, "Up, oh, I guess I'm gonna go to another club because I don't want to run into you if I see- I don't even want to see you." You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, it was it was bad. You're right, and that you know what I'm so glad. Well, one, just thank you for your transparency and your honesty. But I think what you just said about like being able, knowing that you're able to roll out. A lot of people don't know that about consent, which is like the the next thing that I love talking about next to vaginas. 
um, is knowing that no matter what point in the process, you could just be like, mm, I changed my mind. I'm done. And you right. can get up, pick your stuff up, and go. And if that person does not stop, that that's race. That's not okay. And so you are, you have every right. You do not have to feel obligated to be like, oh, well, I already came, or they already, I made them come all the way over here. Nah. Then you could go all the way back from whence you came because <laughs> it's not happening over here, and I don't feel like it, or I changed my mind, or I'm bored with you, or your package ain't what I thought was go- Like, whatever it is, it doesn't even matter. You don't need to give an explanation. You can just roll out. So I think what you said just right there was very key. Yeah, energy was off that day. I should have known it. So for those who are like, <laughs> it's a vibe, or I'm big on vibes, or I'm a vibe person, if that don't feel right, even if you can't articulate what it is about that person, even if they did nothing wrong, if it don't feel right, you do have the right not to go through with it. It is okay. Like, you ain't got to, like, like I know sometimes we get, you know, we get suckered into these expectations, or people try to impose expectations, oh, I done bought this drink, or oh, I done came all the way over here. Or I done wasted this gas. I, I done, we done went out three or four times. Yeah, okay. You spent, what, $80 in dinner? So you think that you automatically owe some vagina? Like, miss Come on. With all Come that. On. So I think that we need to let go of some of these expectations regarding sex as well, as well as what women can do with their bodies. And, again, that's this is right. not an anti-male episode, so I don't want y'all to think that we out here male bashing because nope. that's not my angle with this. My nope. angle is more so to let women know, like, yo, you do have control over your body. Because of what that's society right. says. Regardless of what the man you're dealing with or even the other woman you're dealing with, regardless of what other people say, that's your body. And you have the right to know more about it and empower yourself. Absolutely. And all of the stuff that you're saying is key, and you're right. This isn't about male bashing. This is more about giving women um, the – just elevate them and empower them to speak up because, like we were talking about earlier on this episode – you, we are not fed those messages. We are not fed the, oh, it's okay to say no. We've always been taught to be nice. That's yep. the thing. Like our script has always been like, you need to be nice. You don't, you can't be a bitch. People don't like people who are like this. Like you need to do all these things. And so you grow up into a grown woman and you're like, oh, I want to be, oh, I didn't want to be seen as mean. So I let X, Y, and Z happen. Or I just let these, these, all of these things slide. And we don't get the same types of messaging. Like, we're not told that we're strong and smart and intelligent all the time. So it's really it's really undoing those scripts and really learning. And like you said, the growth that takes place in being empowered and being around other empowered people and hearing these types of conversations, that is what's going to get us there. So you hitting it tonight. You You got the word tonight. No, that's all you. <laughs> I'm trying to damn, I'm trying to, you know, empower myself as well. You know what I'm saying? I hear learning and growing on the journey one episode one day at a time. So Ow. I feel you. Ow. And that was this week's episode. Remember, this is part one of two. So come back next week and we will finish up the discussion of the vagina episode or the vagina one-on-one episode as I call it, with Vanessa from Vag Esteem. If you want to reach her, you can find her at Vag, V-A-G, Esteem, like self-esteem, all one word on social media, as well as VagEsteem.com. And as for myself, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Spiritual Homegirl, as well as Twitter at Spirit Homegirl. SpiritualHomegirl.com is going under a major um, construction period. I'm switching, like I said, so I'm working on that. So just a friendly reminder, if you go there, it's a little dusty, but we're working on it. 
Don't forget, you can find me on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, TuneIn app, or Radio Public. Just don't forget to like and subscribe and tell a friend and tell a friend. I do appreciate your support, your retweets, your reposts, your screenshots, any feedback. That really means the world to me. So I really um, appreciate that. But with that being said, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. I will catch y'all next week. Trust the journey and trust yourself. Peace. <laughs>